Hey, Unfold fans, it's your host, Amy Quinton. If you've been listening to Unfold for any length of time, you might have heard about our other podcast here at UC Davis, The Backdrop. We promote it on every episode. Yeah, it's hosted by me, Satirius Johnson. Um, each month, I interview a UC Davis researcher working in the social sciences, humanities, arts, or culture, and we focus on a trending topic in the news. And there is nothing more trending in February than Valentine's Day. <laughs> Roses, chocolates, romantic dinner for two. I think of it as a time to really connect or reconnect with your partner. Which is often easier said than done. I mean, finding that perfect someone is one thing. Remaining committed and attached is quite another. But last Valentine's Day on The Backdrop, you found the perfect person to talk about the mysterious and complicated topic of romantic relationships. Something you're going to unfold for us now. That's right. You know, I talked with Paul Eastwick. He's a professor of psychology at UC Davis, and he's a principal investigator at the Attraction and Relationships Research Lab. He studies how people initiate romantic relationships and the psychological mechanisms that help romantic partners remain committed. Turns out if you're trying to find the right partner, dating apps may not be the best way to go about it. There is no sort of magic formula or um, sort of magic set of check boxes that a person is going to be able to go through to figure out how well they're going to click with somebody else. Um, if you're signing up for online dating platforms that use that sort of information to try to match you up with people who are going to be especially good for you. It turns out that that sort of matching process is very, very hard to do in advance of two people actually meeting for the first time and seeing how well they click. So why is that, Soterios? Well, the way Paul put it, don't we all want a partner who's fun, intelligent, and maybe a bit ambitious? Of course. I mean, I guess relying on the usual adjectives is probably not wise. Yeah, you know, it's, it's more complicated than that. Um, Paul put it this way. You meet somebody and there's something about their ambition that really clicks with you in a way that other people's ambition might not. And so now you fancy yourself as the kind of person who really likes ambitious partners. But really, that was sort of a new self-conception that unfolded as you got to know this particular partner whose level of ambition just happened to strike you in the right way. I see. So what can we do to find that perfect partner then if dating apps might not be the way to go? Well, you might have heard this before. It's the old adage of you, you kind of have to get out there and kiss a lot of frogs, right? <laughs> I love that we have a social scientist telling us we need to kiss a lot of frogs. <laughs> but I suppose that's pretty true. I had to kiss a lot of frogs before I found the perfect frog for me or the perfect prince. <laughs> of course, I'm old and dating apps weren't a big thing when I was searching for the perfect someone. <laughs> well, you know, the research also suggests that it's it's really hard to predict whether two people are going to be compatible, which is obviously a key factor in whether a relationship is going to last. And I think the the realization that a lot of people working in this field are starting to have is that people kind of figure out compatibility along the way. And oftentimes what that probably means is they're also creating it along the way as they get to know a particular person and as they start to form a more, a, a closer, more in, interdependent relationship with that other person. So to your point, if we're sort of stumbling through compatibility, sort of figuring it out as we go along, as Paul suggests, how do we know a relationship will last? Well, Paul says it can largely boil down to how people handle conflict in their relationship. 
And in many ways, one of the trickiest things is as you're sort of building the relationship along the way, how do you select and keep the things that are working well for you and get rid of the things that aren't working well for you? It ends up being pretty challenging because in many cases, the things that might have uh, worked for you in a prior relationship or in some sort of alternative relationship might not be the things that end up working for you in your current relationship. (laughs) Oh, my God. It sounds like it's sort of incredible that we're able to have relationships work at all. (laughs) So I'm curious, Soterios, how do researchers in relationship science measure these things? Yeah, I asked him about that because human relationships, people clicking seems like such a mysterious alchemy. There are so many factors involved. So relationship science basically brings together psychology, including evolutionary psychology, family studies, and sociology. Um, They work with a lot of self-reported data, which makes sense since they're basically studying people's subjective experience. So for anyone hoping to find a romantic partner, what does the science recommend? Ah, yes. What's the secret? Well, (laughs) it turns out you really just have to get out there and meet new people in real life. And he admits that something that's actually gotten more difficult in many ways. It's very challenging out there. And certainly COVID and the sort of various ways that our lives have changed and moved online make things more challenging. I mean, that's probably an understatement in many cases. So I really can't say that I have quick fixes. (laughs) But I do think it is important to appreciate the limitations of any sort of browsing online process of trying to find romantic partners. And it is worth finding ways of getting to actually meet other people Sometimes under the guise of a guise that's not romantic, strictly speaking, you Mm -hmm. know, in ways that are about sort of exploring uh, similar interests or, you know, uh, doing things like that. And another bit of advice out of some more recent research from the Attraction and Relationships Research Lab, it turns out first impressions really do matter. They found that having a unique connection with a potential partner during that initial contact can play a, a huge role in whether a second date happens. Okay, so best put forward. Absolutely, always. <laughs> well, thanks, Soterios. You can find the full interview with Paul Eastwick and a lot more at the Backdrop's webpage at ucdavis.edu slash podcast. And we'll have more Unfold episodes coming soon. And you can check out all of our episodes from past seasons at ucdavis.edu slash unfold. I'm Amy Quinton. And I'm Satirius Johnson. Thanks for listening. Unfold is a production of UC Davis. Original music for Unfold comes from Damian Verrett and Curtis Jerome Haynes. Additional music comes from Blue Dot Sessions. 